You're watching Think. It's like Think, but with an M instead of an N, so it's Think. A podcast for learning, an educationalist podcast, a podcast where we do all the learning, um, so you can also do the learning. This is episode 1994, um, and I'm your host. Fuck, I fucked it up. We're, yeah, we're not. It's not 1994. Oh, yeah, <laughs> episode. Cut that. Cut that. Uh, episode 94. I'm your host, Nicholas Rue, and uh, as always, Paul Vine is uh, also here. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> so in this, it, we have a special guest, um, Tessa. <laughs> wow, we had a, we had a whole bit planned, and, and it's just yeah. like the nope. Bye. Yeah, we hold, no, it's like you're probably wondering how she got here. So oh, okay. So now you now you do the fucking your part, Paul. Okay. Well, so Nick and I we've been uh, auditing classes um, because we failed out of children's literature because it turns out that we a aren't children and b can't read. Um. So we figured what's what's easier than reading, and that is uh, art. Looking at it. Right, because there's there's that uh, Polak guy who just threw a bunch of shit on a mural, and that it was art. There's um, there's 26 and, letters, and but there's only one art. And he also got paid money by the CIA. And I would like to get. I think Nick and I would. We need tuition uh, is coming up, so <laughs> we're looking for that CIA money. So we were gonna do art, but they, they want you to actually do art, make art. Um, so we thought we would steal some art so we went to the museum uh and grabbed the first thing we saw you know the museum five out of five stars great museum <laughs> did, did i need to specify museum no, the mu- everyone knows, what everyone knows the, mu- the museum everybody's got a museum yeah, yeah, so we went to the nearest museum of Have art. you heard my techno pop band, The Museum? It's spelled like normal museum, but it's got a Z in it. <laughs> Doesn't have the first U. Uh, God. Um, we grabbed the first thing we saw, put it in a bag, and then went to go uh, see what we won, and it was a person. Yeah, which was Tessa. And I don't, and I don't think we can turn a person in for art credit. Le- legally, no. p- people can't uh, be art, as it turns out. Um, and uh, yeah, we got, we got, uh, I got an email. <laughs> Can people be art? Uh, yeah, I'm Can about to, I'm about art? to, I'm about to change that for you. It's cool. People I'm not completely blind because doesn't even have to be a real person. What? <laughs> now, like mannequins, yeah. I know. No, no, no. We'll get into it. Okay. Start. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cause here's, so, so this episode we're going to talk about, uh, NFTs, non- uh, non-funky uh, totems. Um, I we got an email. I got an email on the dark web um, on my our dark web account, which is where our school is. Our university is now hosted after the January incident, where us and a bunch of patriots went on um, a field trip. And uh, so now our university uh, dot onion only takes uh, payment in the form of uh, Dogecoin. So I Googled that and found out about these um, non... Non-funky tokens? 
non yes non funky tokens and i think that means they're not made out of mushrooms i think so and i found out there's a guy named dinkus who made like a bajillion bitcoins by selling like lactating ronald mcdonald and i mean i mean i already made some art before we got started so i'm just wondering how do i turn that into um this beepus money Beepus. Yeah, that guy that sold a uh, who? People. A uh, beep people. People. Yeah. <laughs> Automatic for the people. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Awful. So Tessa, oh. besides um, <clears throat> being stolen by Paul and I from the art museum, um, yeah, uh, you want to do a little? You want to do a little introduction? Uh, oh no. <laughs> introduction how in the sense of like what i do at this point or what my interests are i mean you're 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 covered in purple light i can only assume that you live in either a cyberpunk nightclub or the internet um mostly the internet which is unfortunate that's great this is how this is how we close the nft circle if people are art and nfts are art and tess is inside the internet that's why i thought she was art I'm your internet person. That makes sense. <laughs> the only person I knew before that was in the internet was uh, R- Ralph, but he broke it. He fixed <laughs> oh, it. God. Stop. Uh, you know, he, he does the opposite. Felix fixes. Ralph wrecks. No, that's what people think. God, did you even watch the movie or did you literally just look at the no. poster? And you're like, he's got big arms. I've, never, I've not that's seen disgusting. any of those films. That's disgusting. Don't talk about what you don't know about Paul. Um, Nick, uh, how, what episode is this? I don't know. 19. <laughs> how many episodes have we done? Uh, 94. Something like 80? 94 <laughs> and some that didn't get released. Um, so, oh, real quick, just a quick plug for people who are watching this visually. <laughs> um, I did buy the Borjomi uh, radioactive water that we talked about Um couple episodes ago it's been a while so that's either gonna make your face fall off or you get water powers superpowers yeah i think we talked about how it make you the hulk or your jaw yeah your jaw falls off and then you become a jawless hulk the the jawless hulk is yeah it's a different superhero it's very salty is what i is that's my review of (laughs) borjomi it's very salty uh what would you grade it um, like safe for drinking or toxic? Uh, I, I, you know, those diamonds they put on the back of, uh, trucks, mm-hmm. I would put like, I would give like a one on that. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but, um, I think it's okay. Okay. Nice. So I want to start talking about, uh, the NFTs. Here's what I know about NFTs to get this conversation started. All right. Here's what I know. I know. NFT. I know. It's easy as one, two, three. <laughs> I know that uh, <clears throat> Gary the Audio Guy's uh, shadow dark brother, uh, e- evil, <laughs> evil, evil shadow brother, Gary V, um, was on a video podcast where he said it's the new, the next big thing uh, after after crypto. Uh, he's wearing a very, uh, very, he had some drip while he was saying that, so I wanted to trust him. And um, I know that it's like you can sell like a meme or like a silly looking picture and then it gets like everyone's email address that's ever looked at it if they gave money for it. And it takes like 
a uh, hundred trucks running in the desert to power the records for this. Is all of this correct? <laughs> sort of. Okay, that's good. So that's like, good if, that's closer than I normally get. That, like cryptocurrency <laughs> is like one of those things that is like you know destroying the planet with the amount of energy that it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, these do the same thing, <laughs> except it's a really nice gift or whatever you want, like a digital file. It's just like a digital file that you get to say, I own this because the artist said I could. Or like, blank auction house gave me the rights to it, even though like, a good chance is that like, half the population has a screenshot saved to their fucking phone. And like, they also own it, but without the artist's permission. They don't have a receipt that says they own it. Exactly. So it's about like the authenticity of the piece and like the idea that the artist is saying like, this is for you. You've paid for it. However, that's happening. (laughs) So like, let's say I see, uh, I know this is one they're selling. Um, What's that cat that's a Pop-Tart? Garfield. Which one? Nyan cat. Okay. Nyan cat. Nyan cat. The non cat. Um, I. It's not a cat. The non cat. So I've seen that photo, right? I've drawn that photo for myself and put it in a little folder. I've saved it to my computer for a folder. I don't own that though. I've just stole it. Copied it. Okay. But if I if I sent a little email. And like five bucks attached to whoever invented the non-cat, then I'm good. Is it like a stock in in a GIF? The thing that I think makes the NFT stuff complicated is that to understand it, you have to understand the blockchain. Okay, that's what I don't oh, understand. I was trying to like get through that today, and I was like, and that's where my blank, my brain just like blanks out, like. Somewhere on the blockchain, there's, like, script that, like, gives it the individuality and, like, the idea that, like, this is a -a one-of-a-kind piece. Like, somewhere in there. Yeah, that's it. That's the (laughs) the cool blockchain. Yeah, that's the blockchain. (laughs) The the trick is you got to draw three lines and then three lines and then you connect them. And then another line. And and then you do a triangle on top and bottom. I I think the easiest analog I can think of for the blockchain is a library book. Where, yeah, you rent the library book, you can scribble on it, do whatever you want to do to the library. I mean, the library will get mad, but you can do whatever you want to the library book. But you do have your name stamped in there. Yeah. And then the next time somebody gets it, their name gets stamped on there. It just keeps getting added on to. Except it would be like if you wanted to rent a library book, you had to burn down the rainforest every time. (laughs) because. The way the that crypto to do the book, right, right. The way that crypto works is, uh, every ten minutes or whatever, um, a new Bitcoin is mined, and when that Bitcoin is mined, you know, it gets added onto the blockchain. So, like, hey, this here's this Bitcoin. Here's who owns this. This is a, a heavy simplification because I don't necessarily understand it myself, but. The way that they are trying to fight inflation, because what happens with money is that as more and more gets introduced, the idea is that it becomes worth less. Um, so to fight inflation, they increase the amount of work necessary to get new Bitcoin so that 
you justify here's why it doesn't you know here's why it's not going to lose values because we're doing more work to create it now that work is a computer running equations and solving problems that generate the bitcoin and basically confirm that hey this is a this is a real thing that exists you know we've done the work um that's the proof of work thing all of the yeah all of the (laughs) nft stuff and the idea behind it is that like oh yeah it's incredibly wasteful now but we're gonna move away from proof of work to something like proof of stake or there's a bunch of them um proof of stake is the big one which my understanding is it's a lottery system that if you own bitcoin you basically get a lottery for a new bitcoin when it's mined oh doesn't doesn't make sense to me um so it's one of those things where i feel like we've talked about it enough that we've just kind of uh falsified the value because we make it seem really cool and people want it because they don't have it well but that's back to just value in general it's a ponzi scheme like like it is a thing that like the only (laughs) reason that it has value is because a we are artificially making it have value by requiring more work so it's harder to get so fun fact Um, that's how artworks in general Altogether. Yes, that's 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 why the <laughs> NFT thing makes so much sense. I think it's because yeah. it like literally is like okay. So fun I've, I've got, got a Bitcoin. Monet, we've given monetary value to images that we've seen on the internet for years. Like that's all we've done. We're like we're gonna buy it now. Just one thing. So is the way that NFTs work like in the blockchain? Like in in big? Do they have to be based in a system of like cryptocurrency? Uh, or can I, NFTs be sold outside of that? Is it like basically instead of having a, a Bitcoin, you have an NFT, but it's still like based in the blockchain? Well, I want to say it's almost like you would be like buying like script, like computer script, because it's like the idea, like Beeple's whole project that he sold through like Christie's, for instance, was just like 5,000 images Yeah, done in like almost like an Instagram wide layout. Like mm-hmm. everything was just like put together. So it's like you're just buying like all of the individual files or like the Wait, like jumble of the files. Thing is, the thing is you don't even get the files, right? No, what you, you are, just get like a copy. Right. <laughs> which, what you're buying is like, what you're buying is like what happens. And the reason that it has to happen, it has to be on a blockchain. Uh, it doesn't necessarily like you know, people say Bitcoin in general for cryptocurrency. There's a bunch of them. Um, most, if not all NFTs are traded with Ethereum, which is like a new yeah. cryptocurrency um, that is not ridiculously like hasn't had the price driven up the wall the way Bitcoin has. Where like one Bitcoin now fluctuates between five thousand and fifteen thousand dollars, depending on the hour that you look at it. Um, which is why it will never be real money. It's like I don't know, like if it fluctuates that much, it's not bad. You know what happened the last time money fluctuated that much? Uh, the Nazis rose to power in the Weimar Republic, Germany. Uh, so, an entire con- an entire country broke down. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dictator came to power, super casual. <laughs> yes. So, but like, it has to be on the blockchain because what you are what happens is they basically take your receipt of sale and they just put that in the blockchain, so there's a permanent record of it. Um, and because of that, it, it, that's why it's non-fungible is cause you can't trade it. So you get like a receipt that says, yeah, this person bought this artwork at this time it's located here. And there's like a link to 
the piece because everything is digital. So it has to be hosted somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so there's already an issue where a bunch of these images are no longer being hosted. So you bought the NFT, but if you go to try to like access this thing you supposedly own, you can't because it's not being hosted anymore. So a couple things. There's like internet archives for that, which is then a whole separate link and a whole other issue of like digital archiving, which I'm not really ready to approach yet now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So I, okay. Uh, So you can't trade uh, an NFT at all? Like if I, if I bought, um, if I I bought. You'd have to have a third party. I don't think you as like an owner could buy it. But you'd have to probably go through another. Could I? Like, let, let's say I bought. I spend my hard-earned money on um, really Ronald McDonald pissing in Burger King King's crown or whatever Beeple does. Like, what if I get embarrassed that I own that? Can I like give that away to like? Uh, can I get that away to you someone can, or can the, I s- you can, sell that or trade someone for like another picture of like the hamburger helper glove, like jerking <laughs> off uh, King Kong or something? Okay. The thing, the thing is, is that the reason, yeah, these are like, all the like real Beeple pieces. I'm pretty sure everything I've said is yeah. actually something that, 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 that is true. That yeah. Done. I'm like, that's a uh, checks out. The thing that makes them non-fungible is it's it's not that you can't trade them. It's that is that is unique, right? Like a dollar is worth a dollar, mm-hmm. and you can exchange a dollar for a dollar. Like that's what fungibility is. It, it means that like I have this thing that if I need to, I can exchange it for something that is of equal value. Mm-hmm. What makes a non-fungible token non-fungible is that like it is unique. You you could uh. Like and like a bunch of artists have done this where they have done series where it is the same piece of art, but it's like one of five thousand. You know, like if you order a, a cassette or whatever mm-hmm. and they write on it like one out of twenty, they've done that. So the cassettes are all the same, like it's the art is the same. But it's yeah, it's this just is like an one. addition it's an addition to artwork. So like the value yes. is already sort of lower because there's like multiple pieces, but then like depending on what happens through time. If like those pieces are modified, then certain pieces are worth more. Or yeah, they're some of them are really expensive, right? Like the so the NBA this is has been doing I think it's called like Top Shots, which is like basically NFTs, but for like highlight reels. So you can buy like Ooh, LeBron Yeah, you can buy like a, a clip of LeBron James dunking. And they do those in in additions. And the ones that like, there's a a couple of them that have been like really expensive because the number is the same as LeBron's um, jersey number. Mm. And so people are spending like four or five times, ten times the amount that the other ones would be selling for. Um, When we watched WrestleMania a couple weeks ago, they were selling fucking NFTs of like the Undertaker. So you could get like the bronze Undertaker or the platinum undertaker um and what that is i don't know like uh, most of these are just digital art that it's, it's a really crazy concept for like i think people of our generation where we've been on the internet for like our entire lives and we've grown up alongside the internet where like we've watched it evolve as we've gotten older and like everything's been free 
the idea that we're going to like start paying for like images on the internet is like really bizarre to our generations. We're like, everything's just like, I fucking copy pasted. Why would I pay for it? (laughs) And like the mindset behind it is that it's been like public for a reason. To take this away from like art, even for a second, like most things that you buy uh, electronically, right? Like most software, most like movies, music is you, you don't actually (laughs) own a copy of like you own a license of, right? Right. Yeah. So is this true. is this like in some way a possible solution where rather than just like for your entire life licensing um, Bowling for Soups 1985, you can actually like own a copy of it digitally. Is is that anything? Not to say Bowling for Soups 1985 is not <laughs> art, because like if it's not, is anything. Kind of, and, like, in a weird way, like, circling it back to art, like, depending on, if you, like, look at some, like, critics and just, like, people who are talking about NFTs now that they're, like, mega popular, like, people are talking about, they're, like, you're buying the idea. Yeah. You're buying, like, the concept of this piece of work, which, like, other artists have done, like, through time. Like, there's, like, these Well, there's a banana, right? On the Fuck wall. the banana. Fuck the banana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the banana. The banana is like a, a really good, like, public, like, everybody knows the banana. They're like, what the fuck is that? And it's just like money laundering. Money laundering is what's happening. But that was one where, wasn't the idea that you, like, when you buy that, you don't buy that banana. You, you buy no. the concept of a banana taped to a wall. Exactly. That was it, really? Or like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like at Miami Art Basel, like 2017, I think. Um, don't quote me on the year exactly. But uh, no, I remember <laughs> seeing a banana taped to a wall and that being a. Yeah, it was a like big a big deal. deal. One of the art fairs, which is like a whole other topic. You know, and this is the contemporary the, the, art culture. This but, is what um, they talk <laughs> about. You know, the uh, uh, modern how everything's art's worse nowadays. Contemporary art. I liked it when it was a urinal. You can you can piss. That's Dadaism. We're you in can a second piss wave on a Dada-ism. urinal. Now it's a banana. You can't pee on so, a banana. You can, They'll arrest you. So like <laughs> you can piss on a banana. They won't even know. If you, as long as you drink the requisite <laughs> amount of water, yeah. they would never know. Why don't you go down exactly. to the Kroger and just take a take a pee on the banana and see what happens to you? Oh, All God. right. So, you, like, back to the urinal. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. that's, so that's Duchamp. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Duchamp's like whole thing was like ready made. Everything's already there. I'm just going to frame it in a way that people are going to like think of it other than an object. Like yeah, really like, all he did with the urinal was like put it was art, right? It's like when Yeah, you be... just like put it on its like backside and was just like this is it now. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write my name on it. Yeah, I'm just saying. And like you you think you think there... you pee on this, but it's art. Yeah, it's art now. You can't pee on it. Yeah. I mean uh, you can like So you'll also get kicked like out of the museum. There's like a handful of there's definitely a handful of people talking about like artwork and like internet culture nowadays being like a second wave of Dadaism because Dadaism was like ultimately like this nihilistic response to like everything's going wrong. <laughs> like if you look at it in like 
the socio-political timeline and not like the artistic timeline, you're like, oh, that's like lining up with like world wars and a lot of like European like economic difficulties. So people were just kind of like, yeah, I don't know, fuck it. <laughs> like this is art now. I'm gonna dress in a cube. <laughs> and like, uh, you know, what what really matters. And so, like, I feel like this entire generation that's been, like, set up on the Internet with, like, a really twisted sense of humor, we're just looking at, like, a second wave of Dadaism, where it's like, yeah, nonsense kind of has a meaning because we're going to give it a meaning. (laughs) Well, the thing that's really interesting to me about the whole NFT thing, outside of the fact that, like, it's everything is absurd with it, um... The thing that's really interesting is like been the this idea over and over again that like no this is good because it allowed people to support artists which like I guess you weren't able to do before like <laughs> if you wanted to give an artist because you said it like it's a, just a digital image you could just download yeah. it for free and, and it's like I bought art from people online that probably was digital originally and they printed it out and, and sent it to me yeah but it's like. Like, I didn't have to do that through the blockchain. You yeah. could just give them... That's cool. There's yeah. this thing called money that we already had <laughs> that you can give people in exchange for goods or services. So, and, and, not and to, now we've just reinvented money without a physical object. So not to, like, take the side of NFTs, because still I don't know what they are, and I'm confused how <laughs> the trucks in the desert come into play here. Um, like, do they need to go somewhere? But, um, so I guess I can damaging something. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. That's a cool, they're like like metal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember they have those spikes on the wheels. Yeah. They're like the most metal art. So, okay. So I can get it kind of in a sense of like, yeah. So like, like you said, an image, if you want to buy like art, if you want to buy art that's created digitally, you can buy a physical copy of it in the same way that compared to like a a song, for example, like you can buy like a cassette version, you can buy um, uh, like a vinyl, whatever, you can buy a physical copy of it. Um, Or you can get like, if you buy a physical copy, you'll get like a download card, which is still just like a download. Like it's a license in in like in the way that Apple and shit is selling licenses to view uh, movies and TV shows and and listen to music. Like is this a is NFTs a way to like and unnecessarily of course like philosophically I don't think I agree with this but is it a way of like since you can't really sell a license to look at something. Um, I mean, I guess you can from like stock images, uh, or that's really to well, use something though, right? Like, the, is it a way of I, providing this like idea of ownership in uh, a medium that's like really doesn't have not? It's not tangible. It's yeah. not ownable. Especially when um, everything when the internet is just constantly looking well, at and stuff. W- and what is owning a thing yeah i think that that's like the, the key thing here of, but but for real for like nfts like what does it mean to own a yeah, for sure own something <laughs> digitally like or in just in general like i mean i really you know, think it is just like the idea of like hey i get this i have the piece of paper that says like it's like everybody going to fucking college and getting their degree and like yeah. i have the fancy piece of paper that says i did the thing even though there's like nothing physical that like proves that i've done this thing other than this like piece of paper yeah and, and like, like maybe owning... a digital file in like 
registrar's offices. <laughs> Even owning anything but, physically, right? Like my phone. I think I own it because it's right here, but someone could come into my home and take that phone and then I don't own it anymore. They now have that phone. I could argue that I own it if I ever find it again, but what's owning something if you don't have it? Like well, owning is so just kind of thing. like a made up thing that we ag- agreed right, with, that's like the, money, right? That's, that's the thing that, that's very fascinating <laughs> about that too. We're getting really philosophical here, guys. But, but, like, but like owning is a legal argument. Yeah. Right. Like when you say I own a thing or I have property, what, like this is why libertarians love it is because like you're saying like I have a legal right to this thing. You know, Nick, Nick has a phone. He 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 paid it was for it. Per, it was made. Yeah, it was it. made by a company. You paid for it. That's a contract. They gave you the phone. You have a legal right to it. If somebody comes and takes it, you still have a legal right to it. Or, you, you know, that would be your argument with this the nfts because it is a new thing a new concept i guess like we don't even you don't even have that because what has already happened multiple times at this point is people have taken art that somebody else has made has have has like produced and they've taken it and they've uploaded it to an nft exchange without any like maybe it's attributed to them but they aren't going to get the money from it if somebody buys it yeah and it's like okay then who owns that then because you took you stole somebody's art that they made and that like they have you know through whatever uh ip law they own the right to and you you've now taken that and you're like well now it's in the blockchain that i own this and it's like you're gonna have to go to court over that to say i own this and like a court's gonna just take it, be like, "Fuck out of here!" Yeah, like, no, you don't. Yeah. Uh, so there's like a lot of like previous NFT, NFT or like ownership issues within art naturally. So like, I don't know if you guys ever heard of like Richard Prince. He was like an he's an artist that like gets a lot of shit all the time because like, arguably his artwork isn't his. He doesn't always make it. Like he did a whole show of like yeah. Instagram screenshots. Right. Yeah. No, oh, I've heard of this oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. He just yeah. took, he like, took even, like screenshots of people's uh, Instagram posts without Instagram. their permission and them just like printed them large and put them on a wall. Yep. Yeah. Cause he did exactly. Thongria uh-huh. or, or whatever. Zoe Lig- Ligon? Lig- Ligon? Yeah. He did like a bunch. He did like a handful of sex workers who like really came back with the force. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. But uh, even before that work, like, he was doing it with what was, like, easily considered, like, public domain type images that were, Mm -hmm. like, used for branding and advertising. And he would, like, print them really large, maybe modify or, like, touch up here and there. But, like, ultimately, like, he didn't do anything. All he did was, like, take an artwork that already existed changed the size and put his name on it and like suddenly it was his and that was the whole argument is that like he modified it just enough to make it his even though like technically he really didn't do any work and does he make Um, the the argument that he's like selling the the idea or context of it especially in a group like is it that kind of thing yep he sells the idea of like well i've made it fine art like before it was social media but now i put it in a gallery Mm -hmm. and it's like okay, like, I kind of hate you for this because like, it just seems really stupid, but, like, you're right. Like, in a really shitty way, you're right. In the same way that, like, people got pissed off at, like, Duchamp for putting a fucking urinal on a pedestal and calling it art, 
Like, he's doing the same thing, just in, like, 21st century technology. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, is that it requires buy-in, right? Like, if I did he has, that, it he was like, this people is... ready to buy, and that's always yeah. the thing. There's somebody ready to say, like, hey, I'll take that Richard Prince based on name alone, no reason, like, no emotional well, connection to the work or whatever. I'm going to buy it for the name, and if I buy into the name, says, like, top 1% person other people want to do that. So like that's how just art accumulates value in general is based on who's willing to buy whatever for like X amount of money. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the NFT thing is that it's like yeah. nobody is buying NFT. Like again, go back to the thing about like supporting artists. Nobody's buying this because they're like, damn, I really like people's art. No, people are buying people's art because a bunch of people are buying people's art and people think that they can get in early enough on the ground floor so that if they buy a people art for 0.1 Ethereum or whatever, they can sell it for 0.4 Ethereum and turn uh, $1,000 into $4,000, assuming that you can even exchange Ethereum for real money but um, i mean that's like that's going on with all the cryptos right now especially like i think dogecoin is like the the clearest example of yeah i remember when dogecoin was launched and it was it was like point zero like it it was like like millions of a decimal there used to be a reddit bot that gave people dogecoin as a joke Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then they drove the price to like a quarter yeah and now it's Um, it, it went up like 10,000% 10,000% or something in like a, a month. Yeah. I So I, if you had $100 in it, you would have like $100,000. Oh, and let's see how it works with uh, Elon Musk going on SNL tonight. No, it's it's already going <laughs> up. I've been watching it because I was curious. That's next week. It's next week. Yeah, oh, the next week? It's next week. And I've, been, <laughs> it's eighth. I've been keeping an eye on it because I bought like fucking a year ago. I bought like, or not even a year ago, I guess a few months ago. I uh, bought skin. 10, 10. Am I, I know. I'm out? just like reluctantly holding out on getting into crypto. Dude, yeah. No, <laughs> I, like, just, I just thought it'd be funny. Someone on Twitter posted it as a joke and I was like, yeah, fucking I'll drop 10 bucks on Doge. Let's see what happens. And turned it into 50, right? And it, or it turned into 50 and I sold it and I was like, that's dumb as shit. Uh, like just because Elon Musk fucking tweeted like Dogecoin. So when I heard he was going to be on SNL, I was like, I'm not going to spend any money on this, but I am curious, like what's going to happen. And it's like, it's gone up like a third of its worth. It's gone from like 0.025 or whatever to like 0.038. Like, and it's just because fucking I've been watching it. Cause I like see like fucking, I, and I think it's our, our, our podcast Twitter. Like we don't like anything. Um, so it just like oh, so it just it, like brings you random things. So yeah. it's like you know, Elon Musk tweets because he's popular. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, it okay. did that. It did that. It gave me a notification that was like Elon Musk tweets the Doge father. And I'm like, why the fuck am I getting this notification? But I was like, I bet exactly. that shit just jumped up, and that shit did jump up because people just hear there's like a, Elon Musk now, and, and then they're just buying it. Yeah, there's and, like, like if, a Twitter account for like that said something about like azalea banks made some like instagram post saying like pretty much encouraging elon to like bump, like bump up the price by the time he was on sno yeah. <laughs> like <sighs> no it's for sure like no. it's a pump and dump scheme right like they're just bringing well, it up to sell it and make some money like right and and, yeah. and what all pump and dump schemes require is winners and losers like if everybody's buying in nobody's selling 
and no, like like you have somebody has to be left holding the bag right like that's what happened mm-hmm. with the GameStop thing it's like the GameStop thing was a, a situation in which a bunch of people were like yeah we're gonna play the long odds and then we're going to drive yeah we're gonna drive the price up and then like you have to get out you know if you were in at 20 bucks or whatever 50 bucks and you sold at 400 you're doing great if you were the person who jumped in at 400 thinking like yeah this is gonna hit 10,000 like guess what you're the loser in this situation yeah yeah i have a handful of friends that are feeling that pain I mean, well, well, that's the fucking like culture that 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 uh, Reddit investors have. I think is that like there's people that are clearly it's, like it's the meme stock market. Yeah, it's the <laughs> meme stock market. But some people on there are definitely like fucking like they're like, oh yeah, let's fuck it. What are they uh, diamond hands? Like hold it forever, and like they're selling it. Like there are people that are absolutely posting that shit and then immediately selling it just so they can come out on top. Oh, because because oh, yeah. the whole thing, the whole thing is like it's grifters. Like yeah. it, it, it has to be um, stocks in general are, are are grifting. You know, like the idea that you know m- maybe when the stock exchange was initially founded, that like oh I'm actually buying a share in this company that I have buy-in and say of like how I'm helping get this company off the ground at this point, nobody's doing that. And like the stock market mm-hmm. is the, the thing that drives up a price of a stock market of stocks on the stock market is like the corporations taking their profits from the year and then using it to do stock buybacks so that they can jump their own price so that their fucking investors can sell off what they have or, um, you know, like, it does. Otherwise, it doesn't do anything, right? You're, or you're just holding value, and the idea is that it's going to for, go up forever. I mean, that's why Bitcoin is super popular, is because that artificial scarcity does mean that it is going to go up forever. You know, yeah. un, until the whole thing, like it, it's going to go up until it collapses, like until we destroy the planet. <laughs> yes, or that. Too. Or until some, you know somebody stops us from destroying the planet. Or you just get your shit stolen because you store your bitcoin on a a fucking hard drive (laughs) and then you forget the password to unlock it and you're just like well fuck this sounds like a person no this is a thing that's happened though like this or at least and i don't trust this guy because i think he's done this a couple times but like there's a guy who's just like i have 10 bitcoin on a hard drive and i have only two guesses left at the password Otherwise, it's going to destroy them forever because that's the way they they set that up is so that it it kills itself if basically you, you like if imagine you if your phone yeah, yeah like just imagine if your phone bricked itself if you got your password wrong <laughs> three times in a row. Jesus. Uh, well, and that would like also like bring in the concept that like Bitcoin is a recyclable. <laughs> Like, or it's like a renewable resource where it like goes back to where it came from. If it's like destroyed, it can be brought back again. Uh, the, the thing that's really. F- I I say that only because I'm like, since Bitcoin doesn't really exist physically, like if it's destroyed, it just goes back into the void that we mined it from. Right. Yeah, like 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 where is a dollar like there's a physical dollar that will eventually deteriorate yeah. and like they the the US Treasury like retires dollars and stuff yeah. all the time. Um 
But Bitcoin is is once it's there, it exists. You know, it's not gonna. It can't. Uh, Bitcoin cannot be destroyed, <laughs> created nor destroyed. Um, the conservation of the law of conservation of Bitcoin. Uh, but I thought the uh, whole well, idea no. of Bitcoin was that the mining was creating it, and so See, within the like, blockchain, it lives forever. Right? Isn't that the point of it? What? The the it okay, so Bitcoin, right? Like there's constantly computers mining it. Like which I don't know what that means. It's doing algorithms, so there's more Bitcoin, right? And it's doing work to find to find them. Yeah. Okay, them? okay, okay. Bitcoin is like a rich guy walking into a planet fitness and looking at all the people working out. And then he just picks one at random every ten minutes to give a hundred dollars to. Gotcha. Okay. That's Bitcoin. Okay. That's <laughs> mining Bitcoin. So yes, and, and the people working out—that's mining Bitcoin. Okay. So. Gotcha. But, but then Bitcoin. every time he gives a hundred dollars out, the weights increase. So mining. So you have to work harder. Mining Bitcoin is like a like a it's like a loot box. This all comes back to being a very complicated loot box. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean essentially because like so. Okay. But, okay, I looked into this that, in like 2012. So if wait, real quick. So if that guy gets his password wrong, and that Bitcoin, that hard drive is erased, that Bitcoin is still in the blockchain, but no one yeah. will ever be able to access it. Yeah, it's just like it's 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 money that like the address exists, mm-hmm. right? Like like the address is exists. But you can't access it because you don't have access to the wallet. Right. But it's gotcha. like if I ate five dollars, I just ate it and then I pooped it and it wasn't five dollars anymore. That's just gone. It's like it's like in the yeah, dark night when the it. Joker burns all the money. Right. Well, okay. So every he yeah, every burn dollar all the has Bitcoin. He could just run a big magnet over all the rich people's hard drives, right? So, yes, that's exactly what he would do. So, the the other thing is like so like every dollar has like a serial number on mm-hmm. it, right? Like we do serialize our money. This would be like at the US Treasury, they have a big old list of like every dollar they've ever made mm-hmm. and they've got the money. You tell me they don't. They all have, they all have like serial they, numbers. Yeah, and they can keep track of all the serial numbers, and the the five dollars that you ate will just show up and be like, "Hey, this we had this. Yeah. We know that this existed, but like it's gone for sure." So it's like can't it's like it that. Anymore. Where's George stamp or whatever? Where's my dollar yeah. stamp? It's like yeah. if that website was run by the treasury, <laughs> and it was for every dollar that's ever been made. Right, well, it would just be the idea that like, okay, we know that this existed. But nobody owns it anymore, and we can't we we don't have access to it because it's locked in a vault that we can't get into. Okay. But the the, the thing is, it's just that like the system is designed to just try to basically algorithmically create infinite growth, um, which like capitalism is obsessed with this idea that like things can grow forever; they never have to not be growing. Um, and that always obviously fails like that. That's going to cause issues. Mm -hmm. The the difference here and the reason that this is so bad and and like Bitcoin people or or crypto people in general try to cite like, 
well, we do all this other stuff that also burns a bunch of energy. And it's like, yeah, but the, all that other stuff also Can we tends clarify to have... cryptocurrency people, Chris, cryptozoology people? Pretty no. cool. <laughs> yeah. Unless unless Bigfoot's out there fucking burning down forests. It was funny, yeah, like, we create a new crypto somehow yeah. involved with Big, 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 Big Bigfoot's point. out there. Bigfoot <laughs> Bigfoot is actually every time you every time we mint a new uh, BFT that's short for Bigfoot, uh, we're going to burn <laughs> down token. the Pacific. We're going to burn down another uh, redwood in the California redwood forest. Did you know that Bigfoot is actually he's he's hunted through all of the landfills for all the discarded hard drives and thumb drives that have Bitcoin on them, and uh, Bigfoot is actually um, what's the what, master hacker? No, what's the fucking guy's name? That invented Sword Bitcoin. Fish. Oh, um, the shadowy figure that no one knows who it oh is God. that invented uh, Bitcoin. It's a it's Japanese guy, right? Uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, yeah, it is the name. Uh, maybe not a real person, but I. I so I, there's a couple things I want to circle back to. Which is Nick's question about licensing. Yes. Before about, we just like jump completely off track. <laughs> well, so I think the thing that the question of licensing is ultimately a question of access. Wait, did you know that Satoshi Nakamoto is actually an anagram of Hank Oasis Tomato? Tomato Town. I do Fortnite know. Invented Bitcoin. Cool. That's why. That's why they had to destroy to Tomato Town. Yeah, just saying. It had to be destroyed. <laughs> Saint, uh, Hank, Hank Tomato, codename Oasis. Um, so so licensing is is a question of access and and whether or not you can access it, right? Um, when you buy a CD, you know you in, you in twenty twenty one. Okay, but but you have the ability Update to listen to that. As long as you as long as you have a a, a CD player, you can yeah. listen to that CD until it degrades. You know, it, you and it will degrade eventually. Or you scratch um, it up on accident because you drop it between yeah. your seats in the car. Right, in the same way that like if I buy a game on Steam, you know, um, they will give me the digital files to play that game, but they also have the right to just basically be like, actually, you don't get access nope, to it. Mind. You have to have, yeah, you have to have DRM in order to access this, uh, and we can just flip that switch off, and you will never be able to access it. That's how Apple does it with movies. Um, it's similar to you know Netflix pulling a, a movie off of, uh, so you can't watch it anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so like, ultimately, it comes down to who has access to it, and like with art. In digital art in general, if you have a computer, you, you have access to it, you know? So it's not, unless yeah. you can, like, revoke that, because, like, a, no, but, a digital piece still has some, to be stored somewhere. Yeah, so, like, with new media works, for instance, like, works that are, like, video pieces, like... <laughs> Museums, like, aren't legally allowed to put, like, say, like, the Cincinnati Art Museum has a Jenny Holzer piece on their, like, top floor where they have, like, modern artwork, for instance, or, like, contemporary artwork. Um, they can't stream that online. Like, it's illegal. Because, like, the artists 
still has rights to it, even though like the museum owns it, there are still like, there's like a handful of like, essentially like copyright laws where it's like, you can't put this on the internet because other people could do it or like get it. And then like, you know, kind of what's the point you can have pictures of it on the internet, but you can't have a streaming video or like a copy of the video on the internet because then you're getting into kind of essentially like a licensing issue where it's like, you can't, right. you, don't like, have the, is, you don't have the licensing right to stream this to people. Right. You have the, you have the, the right to show it, but you don't have the right to reproduce it, which like a streaming yeah. video of it so might, like, would potentially be considered reproduction. Whenever you go to a museum and there are like <clears throat> a lot of people um, like, they always have like the little things on the um, like copy that say like no pictures. Uh, and if that's the case, it's because odds are the artist is still alive or they have like copyright laws for a certain amount of time after their death and like their foundation or their estate is managing how their artwork is being shown like postmortem. And I mean, art museums have full, like usually not like a team of people, but they have like one person that manages all of that. And, like, have to update it every year because, like, those things change, uh, <laughs> which is insane to even think that I wanted to do that at one point <laughs> and did it at one point where I was, like, updating copyright yeah. laws for people. The, the one point yeah. Tessa wanted to do that was about an hour ago <laughs> when, we, when she was in that museum and then we kidnapped her so that she, oh she was not able to do that anymore. It's been a busy day. Just kidding. Every museum only started putting more money to it after the pandemic when they realized we need to have our artwork digitally available online, even though, like, handfuls of people prior, like, hey, we should have this accessible online so, like, people know we have it. Yeah. And they're like, mm, no grant money for you. What I try, though. But the, <laughs> they have the to come find it. <laughs> that's the thing that's really fascinating, though, about just, like, like reproduction in general. Um, I, I mean, I Walter Benjamin has a whole thing about the reproduction of art um, and it losing an essence in reproduction. Uh, yeah. There's a like, lot of the, philosophy. You don't get the real ephemeral yeah, the, like whatever the aura, it's yeah. like david yeah. lynch said about watching movies on your phone on the bus not the same don't it's I, not I don't, the same yeah. as it, being in the theater also when you say that 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 museums are are moving things online are having things online is it photos videos are they doing like 3d like panoramic photos so you can kind of like view it from all angles like what is the the like so, best way to do that a lot of museums straight up don't have the funding to do anything other than a picture. You mm-hmm. might be able to get like some like 360 pictures and like yeah, maybe like if they have, stuff. I would say, and maybe if they have like really an, an amazingly funded um, like photo department, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can even get photos that like zoom in. Uh, but like, Google art is a really good example. Like that was a project that like worked with a lot of museums and they were able to like give you the actual feeling of being in the building. Yeah. I Googled art. There's a lot of good stuff here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like the project. (laughs) Garfunkel. (laughs) Oh, I think it's just like, it sounds like I really think it's just like art.google.com. Uh, maybe. 
or like Google Art Project. That's really what like the technical or well. Now it's Google Arts and Culture. <laughs> this this oh, one man. here is a painting of Lisa Simpson, but she's got like red bloodshot eyes. That's pretty cool. That's the kind of art I like. That's that's the thing. So I think oh, Google here's Arts a beeple. and Culture. They showed me a beeple. So they're they pretty up to date. Of course they did. They uh, got it. He's he's in the, th- in the headlines now. <laughs> I think Google Arts and Culture was also the thing that at one point was like, upload a photo of yourself and we'll tell you what famous piece yes. of art you look like. It is. Um, and mine was insulting. And I don't remember what it is because I was like, I got to forget that I saw this. <laughs> really? Um, I think I did it and it just gave me a variation of like different like regional paintings like where I was like, so Google also doesn't know, like they, they can't really decide if I'm white or not. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think mine went back and forth between like something. I'm like, this clearly is not an accurate representation of a human being. And like, like one of those <laughs> Japanese wood blocks where it's just like, I mean, yeah, it's the, the person that is a person. And it's a stylistic <laughs> choice, but, I am I don't, human. <laughs> but people don't really look like that. That was, a, that was the artistic style. Do you remember? Yeah, that was, that was a choice. Do you remember what month we were doing this? Oh, uh, I found it. No. Um, Someone, there's Portrait of a Bearded Man by Govart Flinnick at uh, LA, at the LA Museum. And I was like, oh. that's close enough. It was mostly just bearded <laughs> dudes. That worked out. <laughs> yeah, I had like some countryside workers from like... Russia. I think it, that was like the top one where I was like, oh, okay. It I'm told a- me I looked like this one, and I thought that's pretty fucking creepy. And uh, then I had some over, nightmares. Move it over a little bit. Oh yeah, that looks just like you. That's man. you. Far. <laughs> this is, Nick smiled. That's just my photo. <laughs> um, been a rough couple of years, huh? But like, I don't know the, the NFT thing. Mm. Oof. The NFT thing as a whole is just very interesting because just in general, I think art has like art has to evolve. And it's always been like a conversation of like what's going on socially and politically. Like the way that I explained it to my dad, when I like decided to do art history, for instance, he's like, what, why? (laughs) And I'm like, okay, like here's how I'm going to connect it to you. Like, here are images that like were being made during World War II. So like you know what was going on in World War II. You know like how Europe was just like in constant like battlefield mode and like people were getting taken and like people were aware of the situation but didn't really know how to like effectively do anything about it without like threatening their own livelihood. Which is like I mean, you can get into like Hitler's art collection if you want to, but like People were just like creating images, and they had to find like. <laughs> That's fair. You know, I don't think he had very good taste, in my opinion. But hey, well, you eat his own, all right, whatever. He was just a really upset art school reject. <laughs> oh, poor guy. And took it out on Picasso, which Loki, I don't mind. Yeah, uh, I've, I've seen his shit. It looks Picasso. like so fucking some fucking dickhead watched Bob Ross a, a couple of times. It, his children are even like, no, he was a parasite to so many people. <laughs> yeah, his trees looked like shit. His buildings were uninspired. I mean, Why don't you draw a fucking person, but, Hitler? No. But, 
no empathy. I gotta say, that's one fucking thing about Hitler, I gotta say. Lack of empathy, and it shows in his art. Also, everything else about okay. him. <laughs> Hitler just did a lot of landscapes, like watercolor landscapes. Damn. That's what sells for him. You can find his artwork like that people have bought for like thousands of dollars. People will still buy them. <laughs> Regardless, well, I get again. That it gets back to the thing of like art has value because we say it has value, and and like yeah. I think it. I think art has value beyond a monetary value, but humans have just it's, made it's it very a, it's difficult. It's a cultural value. So like art is yeah. one of those things that like humans have done for years. Think about like fucking cave paintings. Like nobody like they didn't know what was going to happen long term. They're like, I'm going to paint this horse on the wall, and like. It's cool. <laughs> I'm gonna make yeah. some stuff with this water, and like maybe it'll stick around. Who knows? Yeah, you like um, you draw a buffalo on the wall, and you're like, "This is what they look like." And your cave buddy's like, "That's <laughs> fucking what like, they you look put your like, hand bro." There. Yeah, that's exactly it's what they like look this like. Really beautiful sense of humanity that we can all like relate to and come back to, where it's like we recognize images and we can appreciate people's stylistic choices in creating them. Like um, um, George W. Bush, great artist, because you finally get to see how like dumb, dumb child his brain is when he tries to capture the world as he sees it. But I don't hate it. Like, this, like maybe no, it's like it's... the part of me that's like, look, like the teaching part of me where I'm like, no, I think everybody can try because like, yeah, who the fuck is it? Like, somebody decides something's worth more. But like, really, a lot of artists have like personal practices that like. Don't really like they're not for public consumption. They're for the person that makes it. Seeing George so, Bush's like, paintings, like seeing his portraits are like 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 looking at a baby Hitler. You know, you're like, I know you're evil no. and like you suck and like everything about you <laughs> no, is bad. Well, but, but like look how look you barely know how to eat. Oh. Like there's something <laughs> humanizing about seeing how stupid his brain is that when he looks at faces, he he's trying. Like I'm just really fantasizing about feeding uh, Hitler applesauce right now. <laughs> no, I just like, mean. Here's the thing. I yeah. looked at his portraits. I'm just like, you know what? This is nice. After like years of political stress and like probably this was not a thing your dad let you do. Like clearly, a lot of people pursue art after they're able to retire because it's like, well, this doesn't make money, but I enjoy it. And it's just like, yeah, you know well, what? Now that he's done with everything, he can like enjoy George himself. W. Bush and, like, paints like he's non like he's making shit posts non ironically. No, All he right. genuinely <laughs> means it. Mm-hmm. The thing, the thing is, is that like so much of what we consider art is about like a community whether it is producing a thing for a community or or expressing yourself to a community there's like a whole like music used to be a communal thing it wasn't like oh i'm really yeah. good at the guitar and i'm going to to record this and sell it to other people so they can see how good i am at the guitar it was like hey we're all going to get together at the hall and play music and like enjoy it together yeah but you and, know there was like, like one, there was like one dude yeah, you know there was yeah, you know there was one dude yeah, who was, we, we, was trying way yeah, too hard. Yeah, that's why gospel that's gospel honor music honors him by like everybody else is like singing and there's like some really good bass, uh, but there is always just a guy in the background the guitar just like noodling. Um, but like it's it's all about like like there is a sense of community there that 
I'm not going to say there was this time before where like art used to be pure and now it's been ruined or whatever, because that's fucking a nonsense statement in my opinion. No, <clears throat> I mean, it politics happened. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's, well, I, just, I mean, and art, and art's always anybody who creates something in a place where other people have influence on that person, like it's going to be political either way. Well, and like, um, I think Mozart is one of the poster boys for like the stuffiest, like, classical kind of music of like oh real art like this modern pop and rap has nothing on classical like music like wolfgang amadeus but it's like dude wrote lick, lick me in the asshole he wrote put your tongue in my whole butt that was a song he wrote like it's <laughs> it's well, it's always that, been there's there always there's always gonna be people like that too like that was like that was hitler's whole thing he pretty much like saw artwork that was being Tongue's made in his butt? considered it degenerate no, oh, not no one I'm talking butt. about. Yeah, I know you're talking. No, about. I mean he yeah. would have also gotten rid of that too. That would have been homosexual, <clears throat> and he would have been like, absolutely not in my, and not in my country. Um, <laughs> or like people like James Joyce wrote the best book ever, and then you read his love letters, and you're like, this shit's, this is better. <laughs> well, yeah, because once again, personal projects almost always do better. And like, what's funny is so like, for, every like, good artist is a freak. Every person's a freak. Yeah, let's just... <laughs> once you had a whole separate conversation. <laughs> uh, like... So, like, my thesis artist died in, like, 2012. Uh, Louise Bourgeois. And, like, MoMA essentially picked up all of the work that she just, like, kept fucking tucked away in her studio and spent, like, years cataloging it and, like, putting it on the internet for people. And it's just, like repetitive sketches and like unless you really like her and you're really into the eye like the idea of like reworking through trauma we like the idea of like reworking through like patterns and things like that you're probably gonna look at all of these and be like why the fuck is she drawing thirty thousand houses with legs <laughs> and some with boobs like what's happening so you um, listen <laughs> they got a house with leg and I, boobs not boobs she, but like mostly she, legs and houses yeah, uh, she she uh like invented anthropomorphizing natural disasters. So when you saw that photo of the evergreen ship as a big titty lady mm-hmm. stuck in she did the that? Suez Canal, she, that? she invented that. That it, it's derived yeah. from her work. You, you see, you talking about how I saw Lightning McQueen as like like a thick lady the other day. Like she invented that genre of art. Mm-hmm. Yep. She would Respect. scream, but yeah. I mean, I she'd probably like cars. Like, it's hard not to. I don't know. I watched interviews with her for a long period of time in my life for like research. She seemed kind of fucking mean. Mm. <laughs> like, I I love her. Like, mm-hmm. as an artist, and I'm like, I would be scared to sit in a room with her. She'd mm. just be like, kind of. She'd just be like, you're wasting time. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> like, are uh, you showing me something or leave? She might like. Uh, um, you know, because he's like more. curmudgeonly, and she might relate to that, and especially like hard, yeah, like fucking the first ten minutes of that just really. She's got a lot of parental issues, but you know, whatever. Who doesn't? She probably likes Ratatouille. <laughs> she did. that one's of the of the of the Pixar movies. Ratatouille is the one that's most about art because he he's a chef. A chef, a chef, cook cooking is art. Yes. So she probably she probably see culinary see, art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She she's a little better of herself in that rat. Yeah, she gets it. But but like I don't know, like again, it's this all comes down to this like this thing of like, you know, art has a value that we 
impose on it. Um, yeah, we decided it's important. Yeah, and there's a use for art, but then like that is all of that stuff is just thrown out the fucking window because a bunch of people were just like, yeah, but if Money. I buy this for one one dollar, I bet I could sell it for five hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't man. care what that's, it is. No, and, that's, and, and, that's, and if I can convince somebody that it has value, or you know, any of that sort of thing, like auction houses, um, like you know, they at this point in time are obviously like very honest because they have like research where it's like, hey, this is going to be worth this based on the past five years of like buying patterns of similar items and based on like you know for instance like people always say they're like i got like my mom's china set and like what is it worth and it's like have you met anybody in their mid-20s because you know what they're not fucking buying china sets it's not worth anything because nobody's gonna buy it now unless they are like a diehard fan of like that maker or like that pattern or like maybe a one-off but like the value is deeply affected by what we the consumer are willing to pay for it and it constantly fluctuates. Well, the thing that's really fascinating to me about when you get into like the money laundering aspect, part of what makes it mm-hmm. easy to launder money or to write things off as tax losses or, or, or whatever to just like if you own high art, that is just a when people are calculating your net worth, that's just like a free like fill in the blank because you just get a different appraiser to be like, all right, come in, tell me what this is worth. And it that number can go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you, you can sell it for a lot or less. And it, it it's all because it is all subjective. Like there's not a, um, you know, at least with something like a a toaster or whatever there's a use to it like an actual like oh you, you don't think to a use. toaster can be art a toaster could be art i mean i'm sure toaster has been art i'm, I'm just what yeah, i'm saying is that like uh duck champ there are people that collect toasters i have met one they're very cool actually <laughs> i think you met the one cool but like, one but but i guess i guess very there's like organized a, collection he hmm. was a rare one. <laughs> he also collected copper, which was like his real bread and butter. And then like, I, I think that's illegal. Toaster. De- depending on how you do it. <laughs> uh, copper pants. So like, uh, he literally yeah. just had a basement of like copper kitchen goods. Did he like, he like had... pipe? Like copper pipe? Uh, you trying so to find a copper pipe? A hotel would have <laughs> like chefs that would have like their own copper pot collections that were like mm-hmm. lined with tin. Um, yeah, he just, he, he educated us, put it that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, he also collected toasters from like the 60s. That's, and yeah, stuff. that's cool. It, but like, I, well, I, I think somebody so, collects everything. Something I, yeah. And, and one thing I'd like to chime in here with that I found out recently is, um, Jar Jar Binks merch is actually kind of expensive now. Like the rarer Jar Jar Binks <laughs> merch that in the like 90s, early 2000s would have been garbage. Like I saw a original like 1990s printing of a Jar Jar Binks shirt going for $350. Like because now there is an, like an ironic appreciation of Jar Jar Binks. 
that that actually has now for how long does it have value i don't know until they make jar jar binks jar jar star wars story and then ruin the legacy of jar jar binks by by making him endearing in a different way and getting his backstory in a different way um but yeah i've even found that with like um i found that with like a you know there's always a resale market and like ps5s are still hard to find but they're not reselling for like like you can buy a, a new one for $500. You can get one on like Facebook marketplace for like $500. Like no one really wants yeah. them or if they want them, they can get them. So now the markets just seems to be like, they're constantly bought out by people who either just want them or by resellers who think they can resell them and are finding out that like, no, there's not really, there's not really a big market. Well, for that's, that. that's what happened to the NFTs. Like, yeah. like a month ago, NFTs were hot shit. And then after like two weeks and people would be like, well, the market got flooded. It's like, no, because a bunch of people bought them thinking like, I can't wait to turn this into more money. And then realize like, wait, nobody is buying this for me to turn into more money. And the stuff that you couldn't do that with is the stuff that's already prohibitively expensive. Like it's like it's beeple shit. Yeah. Well, not to mention like people who are buying digital artwork are, or like people who are making NFTs, for instance, like I had a friend who made some really cool artworks to like auction off for like charity. Um, His artwork, like that's not like his, like he does it for himself and like never thought of selling it for whatever reason. Cause you know, it's based in a computer. It was like a 3D mm-hmm. model that rotated. He's like, unless you have like a TV screen mounted on your wall, like with a fucking file thing, like file thing, a thumb drive. Um, like, I got my back, aquarium like, back like, there. It's not hard to set up. He's like, you're not going to view that all the time, you know, like unless you ha- like buy the setup for it, which is additional money. Because <laughs> traditional artwork, you just buy it and then maybe you have to frame it maybe Mm -hmm. and then you're done so like the decorating part is completed but for digital artwork you have to take all these extra steps and you're like is it worth it because like eventually like i'll have to replace this or like what if it doesn't support that file anymore and like right you know someone could take it it, (laughs) right again it becomes a thing of like yeah i've got a wallpaper that like my wallpaper is digital art i didn't pay for it i would i just googled like 1440p wallpaper yeah and found the and and like a anime that i liked it was just like cool that looks good slap that shit on there or i might be trees now i don't remember but like (laughs) i guess i could just click away and Mm -hmm. see it but like i didn't pay for that but like there is art out there that is like digital art that it's just like yeah i like this person i like what they're doing and i want to support them um yeah and so, and like, it's, you it's, go the extra step and maybe buy an artwork, like, buy a physical piece. Right. And I don't have to burn down a rainforest to do it. No. Because I don't, because <laughs> I don't need a receipt that says, like, oh, I own this one. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, the paper trail, like, whatever, is really just, like, so when I was, like, looking up NFTs and, like, the history of NFTs, because, you know, obviously they existed before February. <laughs> It's just when February is like when it took off because Christie sold a piece and it was like a record breaking thing for them, not only in like content because they've never sold really like a non-tangible item, but then it also like broke a record because it sold for like just short of like $70 million. <laughs> like yeah. somebody paid 
seventy million dollars for a, essentially a digital collage of well, his that's, artwork. That's my other question. So these these sums, like, is this one person buying it, or is this kind of a collective of everyone? So through Christie's, no, like... it is a single buyer. It is an auction. Oh. That it is traditional in the sense of like somebody was competing for it. And that's what happened. Do we know who bought like, it? I mean, they keep that shit private for a reason. <laughs> um, we will know you who can't buys steal it, though. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you, you access the blockchain... It's mostly like somebody who's buying is... it. Yeah, I would say if you find a hacker, I'm sure they can, they can figure yeah. it out. Like, like the whole thing with the blockchain is that there should be like a... It won't be a name, right? Like the, the whole thing is that it'll be yeah. an address. So like... There's record of it, but it's all anonymized because that's otherwise, how would you buy heroin with it? The yeah. number one use of, of cryptocurrency. Yeah, but I mean, also, like, it, 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 okay, not to, couldn't a rich person who had a stake in the legitimacy of cryptocurrency um, just buy that and it would be doing themselves a favor by legitimizing um, NFTs? Oh, and yeah, somebody, somebody, yeah, somebody absolutely could have, like, millions of dollars in ethereum and then it's just like all right i'm gonna get this nft shit off the ground so that yeah the cost of ethereum but again you still have to be able to cash out the thing that's like buck wild and that is reading about just in general but i mean i feel like the the whole idea of cryptocurrency and nfts is that yeah like you said like it's it's a ponzi scheme and it's led by people that are eventually going to have to like pump and dump it and like you want to be the person who's on top Right. But the thing the thing is, is that as with all like stocks, you know, you got to be very careful about the dumping part, because if you try to dump all of it at one time, everyone's going to be like, oh, shit, sell, sell, sell. That's why I mean, that's why the the GameStop stuff fluctuated so much is because it would hit like 450 and then a bunch of people would fucking sell. Mm -hmm. And then a bunch of people are like, oh, shit, everybody's selling. I got to get out now before I lose my money. And then it tanks the price. Yeah. And that's all of it. it. Every single thing is speculation. And like the only way that like actually make money off of that with any reasonable degree of certainty is to be the people who are controlling those levers and doing microtransactions where, you know, like, okay, we're, we're watching this data as it's coming in and we're, you know, we're going to buy and sell like, just enough to like make a shit ton of money off. Yeah, it feels like a digital yeah. long con. Like it seems like a long con. And that if you want to make any money off of it, you just have to like ride the waves and try and play into the con and be aware of what you're doing before the bottom drops out. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's also just is also lucky. like reached such a fucking like household name at this point that like Bitcoin may never drop in value. Because people are just here Bitcoin, you know? And if it, like, becomes... I don't know if it would ever drop. Because I think people will buy a little bit of Bitcoin. It, I mean, it, again, it, if it drops, it's going to be catastrophic. Like, it, it's either going to go up forever because of the way the system works. Yeah. Or it's going to hit a point where a bunch of people are like, why the? How, why does this mean anything? I went to a gas right? station the other day that had a Bitcoin, like, terminal. Yeah. Yes. That's nuts. I've seen that. 
insane. And I think about, I remember, I remember like checking my fucking Half-Life 2 webcomics and then going on the internet and seeing like the story of when someone bought Bitcoin for a pizza. And I'm like, like, that's so stupid that I could have spent like $20 as a fucking middle schooler and like had been rich now that's stupid kyle and i kyle and i talked about bitcoin in 2012 like, <laughs> yeah like when it was like 50 dollars of yep. bitcoin talked about like not just like buying stuff but possibly mining it because i was just out of college and i was just like fuck like <laughs> why not? i don't i don't have any money like why not look at this thing that supposedly i could maybe bake some money on somehow i'm not really sure um and then I was discouraged from doing it because it's like, oh, I have to run my computer all the time. Because I was like, I already run my computer. But it's like, I run my computer all the time and you don't make up, like, without accounting for the fact that if you hold on to it long enough, you will you will be able to make a bunch of money. It's like you spend more in electricity getting the Bitcoin, at that, especially at that time, mm-hmm. than, like, it's even, make, like what you're going to make yeah. later. Doesn't it, even yeah, out. It's just like a, yeah. It just it, it it sums up to zero. So I was just like, that doesn't seem worth it. Uh, but of course, I didn't foresee this thing that was fifty dollars at the time skyrocketing to ten thousand dollars at some point nine years but in the future. That's like that's the ultimate thing, right? About NFTs and cryptocurrency. And I've seen people make this like have this take on Twitter, is that like. It shows you that the, I think the tweet I read was like, NFTs really show you that um, the common person, like all this energy we've spent rallying or uh, demonizing corporations, like the average person would absolutely fuck over the earth and the environment to make a buck if they could. And like, yeah. I think that's, that's true of NFTs. <laughs> that's fuck? true of cryptocurrencies. And also like uh, the idea that all cryptocurrencies are like Bomb and Dove or like in some way, a long-term Ponzi scheme, like it is fucking over people. Like the root of these are just that it's a new fun digital way of capitalism being evil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Uh, which is like also why a lot of people who like really like art end up getting out of the art world. Cause they're yeah. like, Nope, fuck it. Like I hate it. Like, I've had multiple friends that are like, this seemed really great until I was, like, forced to be involved in all of the shitty aspects. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to do that. And, And, like, that makes sense because, like, (laughs) if you like art, there's a good chance you like it outside of the business aspect. Yeah, it's the thing that I hate the most about, and not that fucking our band is at all important or is made a dent in anything, but, like, the thing that I hate most about talking about the music is like oh you have to sell yourself as a product yeah 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 it's like i gotta convince people that our band is worth listening to and it's just like no like i don't know how to do that we're supposed to be convincing people that this this is a product and that people should be listening to it and we are not how do you how do you do do that I mean, I think the most you could do in a way that's, like, anti-capitalistic while also, like, participating in this is just, like, trying to make it as personal, personable and, like, as reasonable as you can. But, yeah. like, that's... I don't, I mean, you watch all the, like... Or reasonably tube, priced or no, We're getting way off topic. But, yeah, but, we like, are. <laughs> I don't want to... But, like... I don't, uh, Nick's, Nick's broken. Uh, ah! You're a little scratchy. Yeah, you were a little scratchy. Um, but like all the bread two people, right? Like they do, they do the thing of the like, oh yeah, we're going to talk about 
Is that the a Panera? YouTube people. Yes. I know. It's called the Baguette. I don't watch a lot of them. I mean, <laughs> I know some people consider Hassad bread too, but I watch like Thought Slime occasionally. And that's I, about it. It's a term that it's a term that has increasingly meant nothing because people yeah. are just like, oh yeah, this person's vaguely leftist. But the like, thing is, when so people m- have terms like bread tube, that's the part of leftism. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, not for me, man. I don't want to like. I'll get my takes through Twitter jokes, like from a fr- like, that a friend yeah. sends me. Like, I don't need, I don't need I don't to need watch this. fucking Vosh or whoever the fuck. Right, but in, or Destiny, right? Yeah. Like there was a whole thing with Destiny and Richard Wolf having a debate or whatever. It's like who a who fucking cares? Yeah. But also like, it is a thing that like so much of that style and what those people rely on is like sell, a selling themselves as a personality, um, which is why debate is useless because it's actually not about the ideas. It's it's like it's about how this person's going to present themselves. It's why right, I can't like see debating is the <laughs> lamest shit in the fucking world. Although all if pe- people who are Destiny fans are not going to be convinced by Richard Wolf going on to see Destiny because Destiny's going to talk in a way that they're going to be like, yeah, this guy's good and I like him and he's smart. And Richard well, Wolf is an academic. It's about, you know? it's about the idea that like they already like him. It's yeah. nothing. Nothing that's happening in that debate is going to change their mind. It's like the same idea when like the fucking Creation Museum guy debated Bill Nye. Like that wasn't a debate. That was just like a spectacle for money because. People yeah. Will, yeah. People will like come in for that where it's like, yeah, I want to watch like Bill Nye wreck this guy with logic. Did if it I, change any opinions? No. If I wanted to hear <laughs> two dudes argue, I'd listen to a fucking podcast. The yeah. uh, well, who is it? I'm trying to remember don't who said it. There podcast. was or there release was, them there's somebody Yeah. That yeah. There was somebody that I f- follow on Twitter, I think, that said, like, the only debate that was, or it might have been in the Waypoint forums, just so I'm citing the source or whatever, but, like, the only debate of that style that that happened recently that was at all worth anything was the Zizek-Peterson debate, just because Peterson, like, this guy who is ostensibly smart or whatever, like, everyone's idea of him is like, oh, yeah, he's really smart and well-read and he knows a lot about these things, came off looking like a fucking... Yeah, Jordan Peterson. There's one yeah, thing uh, I'd like to sorry. say about Jordan <laughs> I'm Peterson. Like, maybe he's considered smart in like certain circles, but that's he, not. He's a, a public, public intellectual but, or whatever. But there's one thing I'd yeah, like to say is. about Jordan Peterson real fast. To his credit, okay. I saw the new Adidas Stan Smith commercial where Kermit does the voiceover, and I was like, "What? What the fuck? That's not Kermit." And then I saw a clip of Jordan Peterson. He does a way better Kermit naturally than whatever fucking people they got doing Sesame Street now. Which apparently they fired the guy because he was either hard to work with or union disputes. So, um, I can't wait till they, <laughs> I can't wait till oh, Sesame you know what they should Street. Do? The, the masked singer, they, the masked singer, should bring Jordan Peterson on because they just had Kermit on, oh, no. and just be I like, "Did you guys Jordan bring Kermit Peterson. back?" Yeah, I don't, should, I don't want. They Jordan should have Peterson him singing as like a media. piece of meat. He's just like a cartoon, like hungry person sees a person as a piece of meat. That's that's his costume. Mm. That's his mask. Um, but yeah, like the. He's not, I mean, I don't think he's smart or whatever, but it was a thing where it's just like he was so out of his element in that debate that it was enough that like people were like, man, maybe this guy doesn't actually have it entirely together. I just found out two months ago yeah. that he wasn't the guy that killed his wife, aka an owl killed his wife, aka whatever the fuck was going on. Turns out he's a, that's a different Peterson. You know what I'm talking about? It is a common last name. Yeah, it's like Scott Peterson or some shit. People thought he killed his oh. wife, but then he was like, no, it was crazy. An 
giant owl came from down the stairs and killed her. Oh, oh yeah. It was like a one-armed man <laughs> killed my wife. Have, and I then Tommy no Lee Jones idea. showed up and was just like, I don't care. Yeah, but then they were like, maybe the owl did kill his wife. And then I thought he became a public intellectual, quote, quote, uh, quote, unquote, uh, since then. But no, yeah. that's a different. No. And there's Drew When, and there's when did Drew he find Peterson, the time to play? Which at this point. When did they find the time to play Gil Grissom? Who's that? That's another Peterson. I don't remember his first name. Damn, Gil Grissom. I think it's it's definitely. Oh, you talking about? Are you talking about the guy from Manhunter? Yeah, he's the guy. He's also in Manhunter. Are you talking about William Peterson? That is William Peterson. Yeah, he's the best Peterson. No. What was this podcast about? I don't know. I got to use the bathroom so bad. So I'm gonna let you hash that out. Unless we just want to, unless we want to wrap this wrap up. up. Okay, let's yeah, let's, just let's wrap, wrap up. up. Uh, there's a couple things I'd like to say real quick about NFTs, um, if I may Man, have the floor. And we didn't touch on money laundering. <laughs> Dude, we could go. We no, we can't let these go on as long as uh, we've had. We're we're gonna we're gonna take money laundering next yeah, semester. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll uh, okay. I want to talk about something. We'll, we'll we'll circle back. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about money laundering, um, eventually, but. We'll tease a future episode. We'll get to money laundering. Right now, I just want to talk about some of the NFTs that have come out. Um, so we know about Beeple and his 5,000 days where he did digital art every day for 5,000 days and then sold that as a collage. Um, mm-hmm. there, uh, ja Rule uh, sold a digital portrait of the Fire Media logo. Don't know if you know that. Of course. Um, that sold for apparently $122,000. Um LeBron, uh, a LeBron James slam dunk NFT card uh, was sold by That's the NBA. Yep. Um, That's that Top Shots shit. Infinity? Um, no, that's I don't know what that is. Never mind. Um, okay, here we go. Music. So music, they are capitalizing NFTs. Uh, some of the mm-hmm. artists, quote unquote, that have done so are Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon. Um, Lil Pump. So, what else do you need there? Um, I don't know if you've seen Grimes this. Grimes did some stuff too. I don't. But I think Grimes made like actual artwork, of not co- just like. Yeah, she did. Sound. She did make a digital art. Of course, yeah. Grimes did. She's selling the baby as an NFT. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I really love that idea. Actually, I would. I would put money into Grimes' baby blockchain. <laughs> that baby's gonna have enough money. Uh, yeah. But- so I don't know. Did you I don't see know the NFT of Elon action. Musk as David Bowie. No, that's a thing. No it, one should do yeah, that. Yeah, they did that's... a they did a 3D model of Elon Musk's face, but they gave him the Ziggy Stardust. Oh, that's terrible. No, don't do that. It looked, it looked really bad. Uh, apparently, yeah, sure it did. Apparently, they're doing this with movies now. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but Legendary Entertainment oh. announced that it would release exclusive Godzilla vs Kong, an uh, NFT collection. Um, Kevin Smith mm-hmm. did an NFT. However, you actually get something of it because if you were the one who bought the NFT, you own the rights to like uh, distribute that film. Oh, really? That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's like so, the old, it's like uh, that's like the only cool way I could think of. Like, okay, sure, why not? Oh, he so says, like so previous like, artists the, who like did the pre-digital NFTs, like the idea of selling like an idea. Like, there was an artist. Uh, sold it or whatever. He sold the instructions to an artwork, like or an installation, and he sold it for like a good, like a decent amount of money. But it was literally just like a step by step, like 
you have the rights to reproduce this work wherever you want. Or like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yves Klein like sold fucking air to some <laughs> like to an American couple. He's like, it's in a bottle. You can have it now. And like people buy it. It's like the you're buying the idea of something. Like this is yeah. like fresh air in a jar. You're you're buying the jar filled with air from France when you live in the U.S. Like yeah. congrats. <laughs> Um, that reminds me of something for plugs. Um, and then also, uh, Nike is somehow selling, uh, cryptologically secured digital assets in the form of NFTs, um, to physical products such as sneakers under the name Crypto Kicks. See, oh, that, sucks. Is- that sucks. All right. I got, that's all I got to say. Brands can't do that. Brands can't sell digital shit because they want to sell physical objects. They're yeah. just trying to get it on a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 all trendy. It's all right. It's gonna all fall fall apart here in like two months. It's all gonna fall yeah, apart. Um, so to end I this, I feel like it will. Um, yeah, uh, I'm totally. Yeah, if you wanna just um, Venmo at Nick Rue, we're gonna make this episode an NFT. Don't ask me how. Just I'll write it down on a piece of paper to save uh, some trucks from running in the desert. Um, I'm gonna sell a can, a jar of my fart. <laughs> Uh, that's twenty. The first sustainably eco-friendly. NFT. Yeah, I'll just I'll just write it down in a text document. I'll host that on themesofpodcast dot com, which is our website. Visit if you'd like to check out our Patreon. Where there's Nick's some gonna, Nick's gonna go back and edit the RSS feed to say this episode owned by. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it, dude. Or if you just want to sign up for the Patreon, there's content on there i guess you can check out the early episodes including uh three alex jones and a baby uh, a seminal work from your uh, dear podcasters and um uh yeah if you want a jar just of me like yelling like saying words into the jar and then i close it real fast so you can keep the uh the air from the i've been eating a lot of onions and olives and other pickle treats so you'll never want to open that jar and you can keep, keep it on your shelf and say that's uh that's nick's that's Nick saying fuck right there on the shelf. Can't let it out or else it don't, leaves. Don't let it out. It smells terrible. Uh, <laughs> Nick's terrible fuck jar. <laughs> Nick's terrible fuck jar. $25. Minimo, at Nick Rue. Uh, I'll get in touch. Uh, anyone else have any uh, terrible fuck jars or anything else they'd like to plug? Um, I Upstairs put out an album fuck two months ago month and a half ago now uh ep i've i've already been yelled at for saying the wrong thing it's unclear what it is but there's seven songs you can get them on spotify apple music deezer Bandcamp, uh a, a cassette that i will leave in a wood I'm, i won't tell you where <laughs> it's kind of like an <laughs> nft uh tessie you got anything you want to plug Oh, no. No. I don't do anything fun on the internet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I've been forced from the pandemic to just, like, I don't know, do stuff in real life. Any, like, uh, words with Ooh. friends, screen names you want people to get you out yet, or, like, a Neopets, or, um... You know... Zazzle? Is that the pandemic, thing? the pandemic did make me revive a Neopets account so I could play games, because... Hey! You know... They still got Nick- the omelet. That's something. Yes, they do. Uh, Nickelodeon owns it. Nickelodeon oh, really? owns Neopets. Wait, really? They got it away yeah. from the Scientologists. Yeah, and really, there wasn't. There wasn't owned by now- the Scientologists. It was owned by a Scientologist. 
He was into Scientology and he used, he recreated the Org C system. Oh, brother, I into- know. I know. That guy is the father of Jason Doring, the actor of the main love interest of Veronica Mars on the TV show and movie Veronica oh boy, Mars. We can't go down this. No, we can't go down this rabbit hole. No, we're going to save that for Fortnite. Um, so. Oh, my Instagram's Tesla. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Spell Nothing it for the good people. T E Z L O. That's right. Mine is Nick You can't Rue. buy it. <laughs> like you can't buy it. <laughs> Don't buy it. Uh, mine's Nick Rue. Um, uh, my Twitch name is Nick Razor. Um, no E. No, it's N I C K R A Z R. Like the um, flip like the Motorola flip phone. I'm trying something <laughs> different. Updating my aesthetics. So follow me on there for. Um, I don't know, some weird Ed TV shit I'm gonna do. <laughs> but hey, until next time, don't think too hard without us. You got one. And if you're gonna run a hundred trucks in the desert, you better not get anything out of it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>